Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass. I'm your host, Sam, from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass. And I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. Yes, you are. Uh, each week we get together, we talk about cars, motorsport, F1... Car, what else? Cars? Cars? We cars, cars, cars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can watch us on youtube.com forward slash behind the glass. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications. And Tony, if people want to support this podcast, what should they do? Watch it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but also head to Patreon. You can support us on patreon.com forward slash behind the glass. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Full disclosure I forgot to press record. And we just did 18 minutes of this episode off air. <laughs> and we're starting again. Yeah, for not the first time. Honestly. And, and just to completely, you know, ruin any kind of illusion of authenticity. Uh, we're doing this episode back to back with last week's episode. So <laughs> it's just all falling apart, isn't it? I mean. Oh, we go again. We're all right. Happy Christmas. <laughs> Happy Christmas. We're laughing because this is how I started the episode. 20 minutes ago. Uh, but yes, you're listening to this, hopefully, theoretically, on Christmas Eve. That's at least when this episode is being released. Patreons, you would have heard this a few days earlier, so happy Christmas week. Uh, if you're not celebrating Christmas, well, happy holidays, hopefully. Um, but yeah, this is our our Christmas special and our final episode of the year. I know, mate. It's gone so quickly. So quickly, but we've done well this year. It's we been an amazing well. year, uh, largely thanks to all of you. We've moved into STGHQ. I mean, that's amazing. That went all down to the patrons and the support people on this podcast. So uh, it's great to be here. We like it. It's cold, but we're, we're, we're muddling Next through. year we get some heating. No, <laughs> no, it's just never happening. We're just going to survive. But yeah, you're joining us if you're watching on YouTube in upstairs at STGHQ. This is our kind of winter setting for the podcast. Uh, once it gets warmer, we'll move back downstairs to the, the fridge <laughs> that is the uh, car car area. Um, but for now, yeah, we've kind of set up this area. We're going to try and decorate the wall behind us slightly more, but it's looking good so far. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a nice place to be. And, and as I say, nice place to record episodes when we're actually recording them and I'm I not know, yeah. forgetting to press the record button. Uh, so because we just did 18 minutes of chat unrecorded, uh, we're going to shuffle up the way that we're actually doing this episode. It's a Q&A special, essentially, because it's the final episode of the year. Tony and I are going to be taking a week off over Christmas before coming back strong in 2021. We thought we'd kind of give the power to you guys. You know, we always kind of choose what we talk about each week and we do take some inspiration from comments and patrons and things. Uh, but we wanted to hand that control over to you and basically ask us anything. Uh, and the patrons, of course, uh, got the uh, opportunity to ask questions before anyone else uh, because they're amazing and they, they financially support what we're doing, which is brilliant. Um, but because we literally just answered all those questions instead, we're going to go to Instagram where about an hour ago, I put a story up saying, Q&A special, ask us anything. 
Now, I'm a bit concerned that the questions on Instagram will be a bit more rogue, unpredictable, yeah, and potentially will. dangerous. <laughs> um, but I want to do them now just to give us a bit of time to before we go back to the Patreon questions at the end. So I'm really sorry, patrons. We do love you. Maybe in the edit, I'll chop it up a bit so the Patreon <laughs> questions are at the front. But uh, yeah, I just can't. I can't revisit. It will be too we weird. We can't do that. I mean, we've, we've literally just spoken about it for 20 minutes. Yeah, three minutes ago, we've just been speaking about it. Just to, yeah, as I say, it's, it's not always straightforward doing what we do, but you know, we're trying to- Well, is if you press record. It is if I press record. <laughs> I definitely need a break. Like, I mean, we've all had a tough year, but clearly when I'm not hitting the record button on a podcast, <laughs> it's it's starting to show. So it's yes. It's a fundamental part of your job. It is a fundamental part of my job. I'm falling apart, Tony. Okay, so here we go. Let's open up Instagram stories. I do really worry about this. We're going to try and do as many as we can. I'll give this a, how long did I say we did with 20 minutes? So let's do 30 minutes of Instagram Oh my questions. God. This is going to be a I mean, nightmare. There is quite a lot there. Well, the first one, Archie Hamilton Racing. Oh, he's gone straight. <laughs> At the top. What a Kino. Is Archie Hamilton, oh, he can't even spell. Is Archie Hamilton his hero? Who's hero? I don't know if he meant to say his hero or a hero. It's Archie, so we know he can't speak or write. Which is amazing because he was educated at the best school in the country. <laughs> Whatever's the situation, Archie, you're no one's hero. So please no. go away and we're, stop spamming our Instagram yeah, story. Leave us alone. Okay, moving on. Uh, Jonathan King Elliott. Uh, what about car events or shows? Will the big ones return next year and will people go? Impossible for us to say. We're not the government. Um, but I know that a lot of events are planning to take place. Good with Festival of Speed. I think they've announced the dates for July or maybe... Off the record, they've announced the dates. Uh, so that is planning to happen in some shape or form. Le Mans 2021 is happening behind closed doors, that's Geneva? for sure. Geneva? Bit early, probably. No, Geneva's Geneva. definitely not happening. Oh, yeah, they said They yeah, announced when they, yeah, they binned did, off yeah. last year, they're going to bin off this year as well. I, it will happen. Look, I think here in the UK, uh, there's this kind of slight optimism that with the, uh, the vaccine here, the vaccine, um, by summer-ish, you would expect some events in some shape or form could go ahead. I, I, well, I'm being a little bit more optimistic than that. Oh, wow. I, I, I would say by a, in the UK, summer next year, I mean, the vaccine's already being heavily distributed as we speak. So, um, but do you not think it'll feel a bit weird to go to like Goodwood Festival Speed at the levels that it was two years ago? I would feel awkward. I would feel a bit edgy. Mm, yeah, it, it's going to... I know that, that life at the moment has, has looked weird, you wait until we go back to normal. I mean, it's going to be weird again. It's going to feel really odd. Yeah. So, I look, I hope that there will be events happening. And one of our big, big plans for this studio, but also for next year, was to have audiences here. Yeah. And also to take the show on the road, which we've been planning to do for a number of years. Yeah. But do a little tour, a UK tour, where you guys can come and, and meet us and listen and be part of the show. And you know uh, what we so, really like? Go on. Then, then I will Oh, you know really what I know what we're like. <laughs> well, you'll be able to hear all the bits that we don't record when yeah. I forget to press record. I'm still beating myself up about that. So yeah, fingers crossed, Jonathan, that there are events that we can all go to all around the world. I really hope that's the case. But I do think we're a few years away from the levels or the scale of events that we used to go to. I just do. Do you really? Yeah, yeah, I just do. Anyway, that's my own personal opinion. Let's move on before we get depressed. Uh, Mr. Mark Carter. Tony doesn't look happy. Have you sorted the heating yet? <laughs> no. I've got a big coat on. Yeah, I mean, that's why we're up here, as I mentioned uh, before. Not only is this whole winter setting because, well, it's different, um, but also because it's the easier area to heat. Uh, what you can't see to my left-hand side, uh, we've got a load of curtains. I've hung a load it's of curtains. Like to kind of, yeah, it doesn't look like theatre to kind of hold in the heat and there's radiators everywhere. And so, yeah, it's, it's a bit better, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. A little bit better. 
Very good. <laughs> uh, Reese Golicker. Sorry. <laughs> it's always awkward and hard to read out Instagram handles. Reese Golicker. Anyway. Oh, this is a good question, Reese. Well, I'm Reese. Thoughts on the greatest hot hatch of all time. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Oh, I got to wrap my brains for a second here. And now, oh. The G.I. Yaris has to go right into the top three, but it's too new to be the greatest of all time. <sighs> Flipping hell. Yeah. Clio 182 Trophy. We had that one. That oh, no, one. I've got one. Go on. The Peugeot 205 GTI. You're going to say that. Why? Because it's my era. So <laughs> 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 I can think of. No. Like they, mate, there's so many, and there's so many different uh, bars to measure them by. You know, I'd say the best all-round hot hatch is obviously the Golf R in terms of price, not the new mm. one, but but in in general, I would say the Golf R. But that little Peugeot GTI, that two hundred five GTI, and the Renault Five Turbo, although it used to mm. blow up, there was just something really special about them cars, and and it's why the people of my age now. They're all going back and buying them again, which is yep. why they've gone up. Yeah, they've gone crazy value. Yeah. They're a real pure driving experience, right? A different era of hot hatches rather than 400, 500 horsepower hot hatches we yeah. got today that we could out-drag an Enzo. Uh, yeah, it was it was proper front-wheel drive, lightweight, mm. low power, three wheels around a corner. You know, fun. B-road fun. Yeah, I mean, the, the Renault 5 Turbo didn't have power steering. I mean... That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to say Abarth 695 Preposto Record Edition. Uh, what is the best all time? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know why? Because I actually am struggling on the spot to like come up with. The, I mean, that's just like it's like saying the best supercar of all time. It's too hard to answer. It but is, yeah. Because every single person who experienced that Biposto absolutely adored it, and I think it punched above its weight in terms of what it could do, and not not price wise, but in terms of like you know category and sector. Made me smile. I still miss it. I bought another one to try and recreate it. Like you know, just a mega car. So that is personal opinion. It's definitely not the greatest. It's my favourite. Let's put it like that. Uh, Wallace Alexander, how to put up with a job you hate until you can learn enough to go alone? Well, that's a good one. What 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 was your least favourite job? What I do now. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, I mean, I've had a few, mate. Yeah. Uh, so very early on in life, I used to clean out portaloos. I mean, that wasn't a very oh, nice that's job. That's a low. That's a low moment, isn't it? I used to go in the machine and pump the <laughs> toilet out. I mean, good I can't, on you, mate. Good on you. Got to start somewhere. Uh, yeah, I was like eighteen, and then and then obviously I went bus driving. I was bus driver for a few years, which is an awful job as well. I I env- not don't envy. I don't. Uh, you applaud. You, you yeah. You, I applaud any. London bus driver because it is an awful job uh, and I would never want to go back and do that. So how do you how do you stick it out? How do you motivate yourself? How do you get through and you know find a way to get out basically? Well there's I, I don't know it all depends at what stage of your life you're in. I mean if you're if you've got children and you're married you do it for them and you do it because you put roof over their head and put food on the table. If you're doing it when I was doing it it was young it was to because it, it, it's fairly well paid, I guess, for a normal job. And, you know, it was for me to earn some money to 
it was more of a motivation for me to get out because it was an awful job. I yeah, want- you were so miserable. You're like, I need to yeah, figure yeah, yeah. out a way to escape this thing. I'd realised that I didn't want to do this for the rest of my life. But then some people, mate, love it. I mean, everyone's different, aren't they? Some people, like, they get in and they do it when they're in their early 20s and they, they retire when they're 65 and they love it. So everyone's different. Everyone's different. I think, so from my own experience, I had a job uh, relatively soon after I got like 20 years or something like that in the music industry management company. Uh, I wasn't happy, really didn't like it. And at that time I was way too young and naive and all I did was stop working <laughs> until I got fired. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a complete fail. So uh, I wouldn't advise that. I think the key thing is, is always try and put 100% in, even if you don't like it, even if you're miserable, because you never know what may come from putting that effort in. That's where opportunities may arise. You might get a promotion, you might get offered something else. Somebody else might encounter you in that line of work and go, God, he's really working his ass off. I'm going to offer him a job. So I think always give it 100%, even if it's crap, because also it'll help the day go by, go by rather than staying at the ceiling. But then also, the whole way I ended up starting this YouTube channel, which was my dad's best advice, which is also find hobbies that you can be passionate about and you can do. Like, if you generally hate your job, what time have you got or what can you do which kind of distracts you from that and allows you to be passionate about something else? So if you are mad about chess in your free time, even if that's your half an hour lunch break, can you be learning chess or doing a chess blog or building chess boards or if you're a carpenter? Mm. Because that will give you something to be excited about and it will distract you from the mundane, horrible job you're in. And then it also could lead to something else. And I think uh, if I bring up, um, hold on a sec, I've now lost his question. Uh, Alexander Wallace's question, he said, until you can learn enough to go alone. Well, you're only going to learn enough the more you put in. The more you put in, the more you're going to get back. Yeah. So just work your bum off, even if it's crap. And at some point, you'll be able to make that move. Yeah. You make your own luck in this world as well, by the way. So yeah. work hard, get your head down and... I'm sure a door will open for you. There we go. I've just got a text from Lotus. James May's here with the Avaya, apparently. Like, outside. Oh, good. Yeah. Do you want to see him? Not really. No, I mean, we try and bundle him get in him here in to get here. on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, James, come through. Come through. Uh, let's, oh, he's looking out the window, actually. Because if he said, because he watches Seen Through Glass. Does he really? No joke. Yeah, two seconds. Let me just entertain the crowds, will you? <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I can't really ask any questions because uh, he's got the phone. Is he there? <laughs> it's not a thing. But Sam's fanboying him because uh, James Mays here from uh, f- former Top Gear and uh, Grand Tour. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. He's here. Oh, he's here. I can see him. Sam's whole inspiration. No, no, no. But but very cool. Yeah, and he's currently cool. watching the show. Yeah. Okay. He's doing a photo shoot with the Lotus of Eye, or maybe a video shoot for the Lotus of Eye. When we're done recording, if he's still here, I'll pop down and see if I can get him to come and say hello to everyone as a Christmas special. Fair. Let's do that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so um, moving on. GGR side four or G Gar side four nine nine six GT three or nine eight one GT four. How weird! Because uh, that's actually one of the questions that the patron has asked, but in a slightly different way. Uh, so, so we'll come back to that. I mean, uh, it's hard, isn't it? Because basically, one of the patrons has asked nine nine one point one GT three or seven eighteen GT four. Uh, I think between a nine nine six GT three and a nine eight one GT four, I'm going to say nine eight one GT four. Me too. Okay, great. Um, so Timo Schoen, uh, do you see a good market potential for the Ford Bronco in Europe? No, I think it's too big. The new Ford Bronco. We talked about it a few oh, like did, back yeah. in the summer. No, no, no. Too big, right? No, not. It's for this huge. Country. It's yeah, huge. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely no, no, huge. No, no. no, no. Um, Peace unique thoughts on Steve McQueen's Oya Monaco tag Oya Monaco selling for two point two mil. I mean, there's this watches, isn't it? I mean. <laughs> Good. What's I got to do with cars? <laughs> wrong wrong <laughs> podcast. Yeah. We do really like our watches, don't we? But I'm not going to start commenting on values of them. It's <laughs> no, wrong, never wrong, clue. wrong show. Uh, um, but anyway, thank you, Peace Unique, for submitting a question. Uh, v- Vlaz, Vlaz Bogdan, 99. When are you going to bring the OG squad on a podcast? So I'm guessing you're talking about the OG YouTube squad, which I refer to as Shmi150, Paul Wallace, Seb Delaney, and JWW. Paul's been on a few times. Yeah. Seb, unfortunately not. Tim... No, did we get Tim on? No, no, Tim's not been on, no. Okay, so we've got to get Tim on. And James has been on prior to your sort of main positioning. So maybe we can get mm. James back on in the new year. I think we'd struggle to get everyone in the room at the same time. Lockdown, I lucked into being able to force everyone onto Zoom for a video, but I think we're really going to struggle to get them all on the show. But hopefully in 2021, they'll all drop in at various times. So. It's not just that either, is that when do we all talk if there's six people here? I mean, Oh my God, that'd be yeah, a nightmare, be a wouldn't nightmare. it? nightmare. Just about managed with the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do do Pratt design? Is Tony done with hair, or are we just seeing COVID's greatest hits until things are normal? Well, I don't know at the moment. Yes, I am. I ain't got none. I mean, I I used to have it like I told you. I used to have it like this when I was younger. You did. It's good um, look. Yeah, and then uh, I decided to shave it off, and I just continued to shave it off. It does grow back, but I shave it back off again. Well done. Thanks for concern. Yeah. Uh, CP Tout 25, one car for the rest of your life. Which would it be? GT2 RS, okay, but Sam? So somebody thinks you're going to pick GT2 RS. Uh, well, one car for the rest of your life. Uh, no, I, I wouldn't pick that, actually. Whoa, what would you pick for one car? Range Rover. 
Oh my god, bore off, mate. Really? One car for the rest of your life? No, you wouldn't. What's See, the like, first look, thing that's come to my head? I mean, Panamera. Something a bit sportier. All right, RS6. There you go. Uh, I'm going to go Enzo. Uh, <laughs> Jenkins, <laughs> Jenkins Hector. How many children do you get in that one? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's an Enzo. <laughs> oh, uh, Jenkins Hector, how has this been a good year for your respective businesses? How does it compare to previous? Well, I think it's obvious to say it's been a shocker in the grand scheme of things. Awful. Awful. Yeah. But we've managed to stay afloat one way or another. Yeah, the fact that we've all got businesses still is uh, a miracle, to be fair. Uh, at points in April, certainly me, I mean, I was about to jump off the QE2 bridge. Yeah. Honest, but, um, it's been tough, I think, for the yeah. world. It's been tough. But, I mean, we, I, but we do have to thank you guys a ton because, you know, your support of the podcast, firstly, you know, helps pay the bills of the studio, uh, but also on the main channel helps keep my business afloat. So all of your support, your creativity, your ideas, your suggestions, patrons, etc., uh, that is business. But of course, like all of us, you know, from my side, uh, a lot of my commercial partnerships, sponsorship opportunities, uh, the sort of small bit of production or content creation I do outside of my own channel uh, has really died down. I'd say it's about a third of what it usually is. And Tony, in the car sales business, you've talked about quite a lot. It's just been quiet, hasn't it? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. We've had we've had periods where it's been the busiest it's ever been, but it doesn't really make up for the for the huge losses that we had during the first lockdown. And this quarter's not been great either. But that's well, business. let's hope it picks up over Christmas because. Because I'm open all over Christmas, as normal. Only closed Christmas Day and Boxing Day. So please don't ring then. No. <laughs> we were but, supposed to say this at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> well, no, we could have said it at the end. But okay, we've said fine. it now, it's fine. It now, yeah. uh, and obviously, uh, I'm still looking for stock. So uh, if you if you want to sell your card. He's your man. Um, Levi Batty, best modern classic. I mean, not one for Tony to answer. And two open-ended um, I mean, it's, it's too, that's, that's a whole episode, isn't no, it? No, answer one. Pick one. You know, when you're an expert. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> what do we say? Is, a, is an F40 a modern classic? No, that's more of a classic. Oh, classic, classic, classic yeah. Shockingly. Um, best modern classic. I've already got mine. Go on, what's yours? Enzo. So I don't know if I'd call that a modern classic. I'd call that a hypercar still. Even if it's an old hypercar, it's a hypercar. It's a, t- a tough one because of, of how do you categorise it. And secondly, it's so open-ended, depending on what era you're from as well, what's, is what's going to... I would actually say GT3 RS 4 litre. Fair. I think... Or 599 GTO. Those would be my two. And I, I classify modern classics as probably 95 to, to 2000 and... 12 or something like that uh, and I think those two are arguably the best of their generation in terms of Porsche 997 which people love to celebrate um, and 599 GTO I think is uh, the last great manic, no that's a lie F12 TD <laughs> okay, anyway, let's just say that's a whole episode so there's, uh, there's, uh, there's what I'm say. Personal opinion. two good shouts though but you're going with Enzo uh, yeah Okay. um I'm skipping a few that are just a bit too open-ended. Guys, thank you so much for all of your... Guys and girls, sorry. Thank you so much for all of your Have we got a girl one there? Let's yeah, get a girl no. one. Find a girl well, one. Well, no, but I can't always tell from usernames, but oh. sometimes some of the thumb- female, thumbnails look a bit female, so... Um, but yeah, some of them are just so open-ended. Like, all-time favourite livery. I mean, that's just like... There's so many 
motorsport liveries that I would pick, um, but really any 1990s Ferrari. Um, <laughs> pink pig. <laughs> pink pig, there you go, because of course you had that GTRS. Uh, Mr. Tom Davies, Sam, if Tony was a car, which one would he be and why? The fucked one. <laughs> I would put you as a Mark II Ford Focus RS. No. <laughs> you know, the green one, You're the Wayne Rooney one. Ah, yeah. But, you know, that's you. Bit Larry. Yeah. Um, I'd have you as an old Daimler. <laughs> how elegant. Uh, Nacho Gilb, will you do any mods to your new 911? Uh, I don't think I can afford to after having to repair it. Oh my God, if you haven't seen that video on the main channel. Yep, the 996-911 40th anniversary has nearly bankrupted me. So all of the money I put aside to do things with that car over the sort of year ahead, maybe wheels, seats, who knows? It's all gone. It's all gone. So <laughs> let's hope that 2011, 2011, 2021 is a better year and I can uh, find some money to do some fun things with it. Uh, coming along. Everyone's laughing at your face in the story that I posted. Of course they are. You scared the life out of me. Uh, Matt J. Wild, if you could go back in time, what car would you not sell and why? Tony. <sighs> back in time? Yeah, so a car that you've owned I know and what sold. Back in, I know what back in well, time Then is why like. did you say back in time? Because what does I, that mean? Because in my professional manner, it gives me a couple of seconds to think. So okay. if I repeat so, what I'm saying, well done. now I forgot what you said. Back in time, <laughs> what cars should we get selling? Speciali's got to be up there. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could have kept that, I would have kept that. That was a special car. Obviously, GT3 RS. Uh, they're the two that spring to mind like... Straight away, immediately. immediately yeah. Yeah. Uh, F-Type R for me. Sight... Yeah. Um, oh, God. Sight Jasur... Panenai. Uh, favourite driving memory or driving experience? I think that's quite a nice one. Mm. Um, what about you? You've done a fair few mega road trips for the last few years, but but do they count? What what else? What's a memory that stands out for you? Yeah, just just being... I don't know. We had, a, we had a lovely road trip last year in right across Europe, Switzerland, Italy, and, and France. Do you know what? It's not just about the road. It's about the company as well. And One the whole million percent. One so million percent. I have, a, I have a group of lads that I go away with once a year. That They're like really, we're all really good friends. We all share exactly the same passion. We all like football. We all like cars. We all like motor racing. We're all very similar. We're all good mates. Um, and, and that, I don't always go for the roads now. I go to spend some time with them. Of course. And, and it's the camaraderie, isn't it? Yeah, the memory that, that they're the memories that you can't get back. Some of the most beautiful places I've been to, Portofino stands out. Um some parts of Switzerland that are just absolutely stunning. Of course. Um yeah. Yeah, I I'm with you. I think you you've hit the nail on the head. A lot of my favourite memories have actually been from road trips, but actually it's more like at the pizzeria lunch stop or some of the hilarity over a walkie-talkie or the petrol yeah. stations rather than actually the driving roads because there are some amazing ones out there. But but actually, yeah, it's the fun when you stop and you pull over and you reminisce. Of course, m- my favourite car experience of all time is driving a Formula One car. I just yeah. have to... <laughs> Mic drop that moment in there. Uh, I was thinking about a lot the other day, actually. You know, it still probably hasn't sunk in. Um, somebody, they were doing on Radio One a letter to your 10-year-old self. A uh, really nice feature where people were writing less to ten-year-old self, kind of explaining, you know, what's ahead of them. 
And I think the first thing I would put in that letter is you have driven a Formula One car. And if you told my 10-year-old self that, that is every single dream and aspiration in life ticked. I mean, that was at 10 years old, that is all I wanted to do. Fair. And I've done it. And I yeah. think it still hasn't really sunk in, as amazing as that experience was, that, that I've actually basically achieved every goal that I had for myself up until probably the age of about 15 is when I kind of let go of being a Formula One driver. Yeah. Fair. So, so yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's, that's what Very I mean. good. Um, Tony, would you ever hire Sam to work at Gravelwood? That's from Stefan Aldrich. Uh, do, do you know what? I know this might be because he's sitting next to me, but out of all the YouTubers, Sam would be the one I would hire. <laughs> <laughs> good man, you do have to say that. What would I do? Clean the cars? No, no, no. Yeah. You could do some marketing, mate. That's what oh, you're good at. Good man, thank you so much. Promotion. Thank you. Um, Clean the cars. That's what Archie would do. Yeah. <laughs> Badly. <laughs> Iris Shenridge. A question to Tony. Do you expect your Jumeirah to hold its value after a year of ownership? <laughs> Should we come clean in the Christmas special? Yeah. Tony's not getting a Jumeirah. <laughs> Tony was slightly being a bit controversial at the time. I was, yeah. Um, and not yeah, like me. Not like you at all. <laughs> Trying to stir the pot. I, I think, unfortunately... People didn't really realise that was happening and genuinely believed you bought a Jumeirah. So maybe we should just come out and say it now. We have been trolling you all, all year. For a year. For a year. Tony's not going... I think most of you realised that. I, 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 I would, I, I'd honestly rather buy a new house. Iris, I'm sorry if that's come as a real shock to you. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, so I'm just sort of scrolling through now. We have got a ton of questions here, which is so good, guys. Thank you so much um, for suggesting all of these. Um... Do, 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 do. Rich Jackson outside of F1 what other motorsport do you follow do you watch any other I mean we just uh, yeah touring cars touring cars really that's mm. your other big thing yeah yeah so I would say a mixture of indie and endurance but um, touring cars have they run this year touring cars I haven't yeah, been yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been yeah, yeah done, done the season so um, I like it because it's really really close racing it's not, not like Formula 1 it's, you know the precision of it's nowhere near but I mean they just crash into each other and launch each other so uh, and all the cars are very similar, and it's really, really close racing. So, yeah, yeah. I, 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 do they race at Brands Hatch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So GP, right, ne right next to your yeah GP and Indy HQ, amazing. Um, okay, thoughts on resto mods, alcoholics, singers. So that's an interesting one for you, Tony, because you obviously don't like the older stuff, but resto mods, which essentially put new components, new parts, modernize older cars. Does that do anything for you? Well, no. Really? Not, Still not an appeal? No, because I know someone that had something very similar to a Sinner mm -hmm. and he didn't like it because he said it was still old. Interesting. Yeah, he said it's still like, it still felt like an old car. And he's like me, he likes modern stuff. So okay. he sold it instantly. Fair enough. Uh, I'm a big fan, as I think everyone would know. I think Porsche, there are a lot of people doing lots of good stuff in the Porsche space, hoping to cover some more of that in 2021. Alcoholic stuff is amazing. That Volvo thing that came out um, through Scion Racing, I think is super impressive. So yeah, lots of stuff happening. And, and for me, that's the future, I think, of not the classic space, but the enthusiast space as, a, as more and more manufacturers lean towards yeah, EV vehicles, synthetic fuels and stuff. I think the actual enthusiasts are going to have to go towards resto mods, I, I reckon. Um, do, 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 do. David Carter, who's the better driver, you or Tony? I feel like that's a future video somewhere. That is actually a video. That is a video, isn't it? Dun, dun, dun. What would you say is better, though? You mean lap time? Um, well, if, 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 it, if it's track, then 
Yeah, it's got to be lap time, isn't it? Because that makes you that makes you a better driver. What about a five lap race? Yeah, I'm easy either way. I, I mean, I would say I'm probably a better road driver than you because I have a lot more experience. And normally, road driver is is experience. You know, I drove a, I drove a, I'm a professional driver. I drove a bus for six years in yeah. London. So my awareness and the way I read the road because I've that's how I've been trained. I've been trained to do that. You wouldn't have had that training. No. So. So, although you are a very good road driver, by the way, I, I feel very safe with you. And but just because of my experience, I'd say I'm maybe slightly better road driver. But and therefore willing to take a few more risks. Let's move on. A lot of a lot of people have been asking Perez to Red Bull. Now, I think by the time this episode comes out, we may have heard that news. So, could be a bit silly for us, but but just off your gut as of today, recording date, do you think that should happen? If it has happened, do you think it's a good move for Albon to be kicked out for Perez? Well, we were talking about this yesterday in a group, and and as much as I like Albon, as in he, I don't know him, but he comes across as a nice chap, and, and I, I, you know, I quite like him to look at, not look at in that oh. way, but you know <laughs> what? Learn something new every day, Tony. <laughs> you, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, um, But he's he's had enough time mate and enough opportunity he's not quick enough yeah it, it's too much of a gap is yeah. the problem it, it, you know if you've got Verstappen running in second or third or even fourth Albon is traditionally down in 10th 11th or 12th correct and when you're gunning for championships and, and arguably at the last race of the year which was the dullest race of the year in Abu Dhabi uh, yes he was there in fourth but that was the that was the best job he'd done for the team all year because he put pressure on Mercedes Mercedes couldn't do whatever they wanted not that they had much to do um, because Albon was kind of there or thereabouts and putting pressure on and that's what Red Bull needed him to do all year and he was too unpredictable and too you know, Sakir was a prime example when we touched upon on that special. When Verstappen crashed out, Red Bull should have been able to look to Albon to scoop up those results, those points. But no, he was scrounging around at the bottom of the points. So yeah. it doesn't work. Uh, and to leave off on the Instagram questions, I know Tony's going to enjoy this so much. AJS722. Which car is more crap, the 996 or the 360? <laughs> Can I say both? Oh, no. <laughs> Well, you have to pick one. Mate, I... Flipping hell. Uh, I, will, I will help you. It's the 996. It is the 996. Because because not only have we established that it, it's needed a lot more work, it's, you know, fundamentally, it's in worse shape now than the 360 has ever been in my ownership uh, period. Yeah. But also... They're such different cars, and I will be doing a video in 2021 of 360 versus 996. Similar age, right? Very similar age, two years apart. 996 is two years newer, but I think you would argue the 360 was more of a rival for the GT3, and then the CS was a rival for the GT3 RS. So, yeah, back then, yeah. Yeah, so that, you know, it's, it would be like comparing a 992 Carrera with an F8 Tributo. Or sorry, four eight eight. You yeah, know, it's not yeah. quite right. Yeah. But yeah. you know, very different driving experiences, but but relatively similar power and things. So, anyway, so I'll be doing that video. Um. But but yeah, if I was to say which car do I think is better, it's the three sixty. Yeah. If I had to choose between the two, I would have the three sixty. Oh, there. you want the three sixty, do you? No, no, no. You no, love the three sixty. You can have it for Christmas if you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, look. Let's round it back to the patrons um, because I say when we did record this episode first time round, uh, it was their questions that we were answering first, and we should have been because 
as we bang on about so often, these are the amazing people who financially support what we were doing because uh, we mentioned it a few times. Uh, you know, this podcast is a hobby for us. It's it's, it's a hobby, but uh, we're trying to improve it. We're trying to push it forward. We're also trying to dedicate more time to it. And I think we've been able to do that because of the support of the patrons. And people are hopefully starting to see those results now. We've been a lot more regular. Production quality hopefully stepped up a little bit. And uh, only onwards and upwards from here. Uh, and it's thanks to the patrons. Yeah, yeah. We've been very consistent this year. We've, we've you know, we've tried our best Especially COVID as well, mate. Like, of course, we did all those Zoom ones. Yeah, we did. That was yeah. a bit dodgy. Uh, anyway, so let's launch into it. Uh, we're going to kickstart with Eric. Uh, Eric is saying, "I was wondering what you guys would class the new M8 as a supercar or a sports car, and just what's our general opinion on the car?" Because he had the Z4 convertible and the M4 coupe, and he thought I could sell both and maybe buy the M8. <sighs> but we'll say it again, like we did before. It's not a supercar. It's definitely not a supercar. It's expensive. It's bloody expensive. <laughs> it's a big luxury Grand Tourer. Don't let the performance figures fool you. No. It's it's a, it's heavy. I mean, I drove the M840i and it felt heavy. Yeah. It's um, two ton, mate. Two ton. And you can't shed that kind of weight. And it's comfy. It's luxurious. In my mind, supercars are mid-engined, low slung, and usually built in smaller numbers than that. Two M8. seats. Yeah, two seats. Good point. So, um, so yeah, so that, that's uh, apart from your Jumeirah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so I, I think we both agreed, didn't we? And, and you were saying before, it's too expensive. It's just not a thing, is it? No, not for me. Uh, just buy an M5. Yeah, or stick to the Z4 and the M4 because they're a bit more sporty. Yeah, yeah, two f- cars for one, yeah. More engaging drive. Uh, Roberto asked us for five Christmas gifts for car geeks and, and previously we were like we're never going to be able to come with them but then we did and I don't know if we're going to be able to do it again so let's think what we said you said <laughs> Jeremy Clarkson Top Gear DVD <laughs> which I think you have to find in the back of Smith's you know from 1999 <laughs> but if they're still out there you can go and get one James May's outside James May's outside May, yeah. <laughs> God James May's <laughs> outside uh, I banged on about these lovely bracelets which I've been wearing for a couple of years now I always never know how to pronounce that mechanics just the machinist the machin- I know they do these are kind of or cool E-type steering wheels. They do 911 stuff. Really cool. I'll put a link to them below. Uh, STG merch you can still get if you head over to the main YouTube channel via Teespring. That's super helpful. If you want to sign up to Patreon, you will eventually get key rings and T-shirts and mugs and things like that. That's always good. Uh, Lego, I'm looking up there because actually behind my desk. Some of the Lego car kits, they're That's good. That's actually quite a good one. They're really good yeah, ones, yeah. aren't they? You can get really cool ones. Loads of different... Scale electrics, scale electrics, electrics car. yeah. Mode control car. Mode control car. yeah. yeah. An actual real car? Yeah. <laughs> See, Tony said this before, and I went in on him being like, who's buying each other cars for Christmas apart from in Dubai? No, it actually it's happens, a thing. mate. Yes. Boyfriend, girlfriend, mums for sons and daughters, wives I for mean, husbands. Vicky does not listen to this podcast, but if she does for some reason, Vicky, you're not getting a car for Christmas. That's not happening. Like, just... Unless I get to talk to her. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> hey, she can buy it for herself. Go on. She earns more money than I do these days. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, Peter Hopkins then asked, uh, what do we think of hydrogen-powered cars? Now, we did actually talk about this quite a lot in last week's episode, and, and of course, Peter, being a patron, would have listened to that already, so Peter, you would have heard our thoughts. But in case any of you out there listening didn't hear last week, we're big fans of hydrogen. We are, yeah. We think this is a great potential solution. Uh, been in California for a while, they've sort of had a good infrastructure in place. Not a lot of people I think buying hydrogen because well, there's not a lot of noise about it. We need more, more R and D, more investment, and more promo around hydrogen. I think. I think that I think the obviously like electric cars ten years ago need a bit more time for them to develop. But I, I like yourself. I think it's the way forward. I, I think it's the way forward. So let's watch this space. Um, some exciting things happening from the 
Japanese uh, car manufacturers in that in that area. Philippos, uh, uh, I still am going to struggle to pronounce your surname. Oikonomonopolis. <laughs> we'll go for that. Uh, was asking, do we think a 997 Turbo manual would ever appreciate? Is it a collectible 911 and a good buy at the current market? We couldn't work out, Philippos, uh, if you're thinking of Gen 1 or Gen 2 997, but Gen 2s were mainly PDK, so maybe you're talking about Gen 1. Anyway, either way, we don't feel like this is necessarily an in, an investment kind of, in terms of a way to make money, do we? It could be a good way to hold your money and end up with a good car. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I huffed and puffed at this when yeah. we first read it out and to have a little more, little bit more time to think about it. Yeah, I, I still come to the same conclusion. I don't think it's going to go up, but I don't think it's going to go down greatly. Good uh, car, great car. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the first... Like I said, the 996 was crap. And the... (laughs) (laughs) You are such a douchebag. Clearly. And the the 997 was good. So, uh, yeah, it's a good car. Still go wrong, though, the 997, so make sure you get a good old inspection done. Yeah, Uh, they do go wrong. Pay dividends. Um, Tim Organo was asking about what software I use to edit. Going to do a few videos on this next year in terms of how I put videos together, but Final Cut Pro have never moved across to Premiere. Uh, That's a... Video editing nerdery there. Um, Sam was asking, and, and as I say, we touched on this from Instagram, 991.1 GT3 or 718 GT4, because both are around 90 grand on the UK used market. Now, initially, I think we both started off saying that GT3 is always the way that we lean because it's kind of the big daddy. That's the full motorsport product car. GT4s tend to be sort of dialed down a bit. But we came on to discussing the PDK variant of the 718 GT4. We did, and uh, I'd pick the GT4 in PDK variation. In manual variation, then I'd have a GT3, obviously, if I was comparing it to a manual 718 GT4. But if you put PDK in the equation, then PDK, please. Because you were saying the Gen 1 991 GT3 actually wasn't that great. It was good, but it wasn't that great. Yeah, it wasn't. My actual advice was, is if you can stretch... By the Gen 2. But Classic I, car dealer. I realise... A little, little bit more money I can <laughs> yeah. take away from you. Like another 20% more yeah. money. But, <laughs> but yeah, the the, uh, the engines wasn't very strong on them. Porsche guarantee them for 10 years. That's coming to an end soon, by the way. I think they're 2013, 2014 cars. So we've only got another three or four years of them guaranteeing them engines. Um, nice of them that they guaranteed them for 10 years, to be honest. But it's weak, that engine, and, and you're going to get a bill. Yeah, so so um, 718 GT4 PDK, I think, is a really interesting concept. I wasn't a massive fan of the 718 Boxster Spider. I found the engine a bit dirgy and, and not the most sort of engaging, but I wonder whether in PDK format that car's going to come alive a little bit more, but then some people are going to argue it's not going to be as well engaging in terms of a driving experience. So I'm really intrigued, hoping to get my chance to drive one of those in the new year. Let's wait and see. Uh, Cowan Scott came in with, well, Cowan, we love you. We've talked about you a few times in recent episodes, but you just, you're, you're put a bit of a downer on things because you, you bought in Brexit. Um, oh. And we don't want to talk about this too much because as I say, as at time of recording, we don't know how things are going to play out. And even when this episode is published, there's still time for things to change. So there's not a huge point in going on and about, on and on, oh, on and on about it. There we go. Bloody hell, it took a while to get out of my mouth. Uh, but he was asking that there's this rumoured potential 10% additional price on new cars. Uh, and I think we both felt that, you know, people would have somehow learned to live with it. You know, all around the world, there are import duties on cars like this. And somehow the automotive industry continues. 
it might make things more expensive, but we kind of feel like it will somehow get shuffled out and, and work itself out. Yeah, yeah. Pe- people, like like I said, sports cars and supercars, I think we're the third biggest in the world. So, And then cars in general, we're second in Europe. So the UK buys a lot of cars. Um, and and we make quite a few, mate. More than more than what you think. So there's, there there is a lot of cars made in this country. So, um, but they'll still. I'm sure they'll still get their import tax, though, right? What if they make like Nissan make their cars here? Will you pay ten percent on them? They're made here. I, I as I say, let's not get involved. I actually, I actually didn't think about. It. I need lot, to find that out. Lots going to change. Well, Honda Honda shut down that plant in Swindon, didn't they? Because of the parts supply issue. Yeah. But oh, what does that mean? Like, be the problem. That's going to be the problem. They can't be get the, the parts. Be the parts. Yeah. Anyway, very complicated. We hate Brexit. Let's move on. Um, uh, Scion Price uh, touched on another topic we spoke about last week, uh, which was motorsport in general. Uh, do we feel like it's heading in the right direction? And yeah, we we are really po- we feel excited about motorsport at the moment. Yeah, don't yeah we? we do. Yeah, F one twenty twenty one is going to be weird because it's a real holding year. It was supposed to be the, all the new regulations came in with the new cars. That's now going to be twenty twenty two. Um, but we do have weird things to be excited about. Obviously, Vessel heading over to Aston Martin, Ricardo over to McLaren. McLaren, P3 in the championship. I think that is great for the They've sport well, of Formula yeah. One. They've done well. I think over the last few years, they went P9, P6, P4, P3. Yeah. We need McLaren up there. We need teams like that. We need Williams back up there. But we need these heritage Formula One teams to be doing well. We need Ferrari to sort themselves out and make the sport a bit more competitive. So we have a chance that if everyone is focused on their 2022 cars, 2021 will be a bit more of a level playing field because they want to, won't want to put as much development in and they are fundamentally the same cars that have run this year. They're taking some aero away though, right? They're taking a little bit of aero away. Um, so, there's a, you know, fingers crossed, that's the case. Um, but it might be a bit of a weird holding year and I think we can all probably assume Hamilton's going to get the eighth championship. But apart from that, lots of things to be excited about in motorsport next year. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, Niccolo Ravano asked, does Vicky enjoy, Vicky, my girlfriend, enjoy modern classics or does she prefer modern cars like Tony? Uh, and I said that she, her favourite car of all time is the Maserati Gran Turismo, uh, which is bizarre. It's not modern. <laughs> it's not modern. It's never going to turn on. Uh, it's a bit of a disaster really for everyone involved. Uh, but yeah, she does tend to like the newer cars. I think F-Type would probably be her second favourite because it's basically like a Maserati Gran Turismo. But when I have that, uh, oh, no, that, <laughs> that video hasn't gone out yet. But anyway, uh, when, he anyway. Had a, when he had another car, yeah, <laughs> uh, she 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 likes the newer modern stuff. one, a modern one. She, yeah, she likes stuff uh, that's new. Uh, and then I asked you about your kid. Who you were saying she also likes? Well, she likes all cars, right? My daughter, yeah. Your daughter. She doesn't just like all cars. She knows all the marks, mate. So we taught her all the German stuff and all the hu- sports cars and the supercar ones. I love this. When, when <laughs> She knows Ford and Vauxhall. Would when you take her to a car meet? Uh, when she gets a bit older, yeah. yeah. If she wants to. Like She might not want to, mate. She's a very sure. she, she's a little girl and she's a very girly girl. Um, but she, she sits in the front with me in a chair. I love it. And she drives down the road and she goes... Daddy Porsche, Dad, Daddy BMW, and, and she, we're teaching all the Japanese stuff at the minute, so she it. knows Nissan and Toyota. It's fascinating. It's so funny. Amazing. Well, look, we're going to bring uh, this episode to a close. Our, our, our Christmas special, our last episode of the year. We're now going to take a little bit of time off. We'll be back that first week of January, all things uh, you know, being well and, and good and, and fast possible um so yeah we really want to thank all of you for your support for your amazing support this year uh, we're feeling really excited by the podcast we really want to push ahead plow on make it even bigger and better next year say so lots of things are planned lots of interactive things and hopefully we can get on the road come and see some of you guys yeah. get some of you patrons on the show get maybe an audience in here at the studio 
lots of potential. So, uh, yeah, thank you once again. If you're watching here on YouTube, please do subscribe. The more subscribers, the better. It helps us market this podcast, helps us bring in new sponsors. Uh, again, all of that uh, helps us put on the show. Turn on notifications so you don't miss future episodes. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I've been told to remind people about Google. Apparently, you can find us on Google Podcasts. I don't Brilliant. Know. I mean, great. Uh, and then, yes, if you are interested in supporting us, please do. Patreon.com forward slash behind the glass. We would really appreciate the support. But I think that's it, isn't it? Happy New Year. Merry we Christmas. Went there. Merry Christmas if you're celebrating Christmas and, and all of that. Lot, yeah. Isn't it? And if you want to sell a car or buy a car, give Tony a call. Yeah, because I'm open. And um, we've said it already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just remind well, people. Just say again. it again. <laughs> <Lovely>. <laughs> He's open. <laughs> Adios for now. Bye bye. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.